Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I know, I know. So, yeah, so with my, so I met him and I just remember again, just like I did sitting in that church, this, this doesn't feel right. He's a good guy. Yeah. This doesn't feel, I feel like, who cares? And your, your spark and your yeah. soul was like, I feel good about this. I don't yeah. feel scared. I don't yeah. feel like it's wrong. There was a, there was a part of me that said, this guy's supposed, is an, is going to be an important part of my life in some way. You could feel it. Yeah. And there's been things like that. Listen, they don't happen all the time. But when they happen, I know they're coming true because they always have mm. uh, since I was little. What I now believe, there's a couple of things. Number one, uh, I guess it was in, so to give you guys, the listeners, like a real brief thing, my husband, um, I my, I went from my dad taking care of me financially to my husband taking care of me financially. I had a business. It was a, which the reason why I wanted to own my own business is because I wanted to have the freedom to. Time. Time is time, time. You've always wanted time. Yes. You hate wasting time. I don't want to waste time. So I'd never, I can't deal with somebody telling me, no, I'm sorry, you can't have that day off or whatever. Like, no, I'm going to have that day off be okay. that is so important to exactly. me. Exactly. I don't want anyone, I don't want to have to ask off to like go to my kid's soccer game or, or to go to my, my boy's preschool Valentine party. No. So right. I'm going <clears> to <throat> have my own business. So at the time I had this business, but it wasn't really making any money. It was just all ego, right? It was, but it was like, like a thriving business, right? Wait, which one was it? Not the flower business? This was the rental business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was at the time where I was like just working all the time, but wasn't really making any money. But it, it but I was like, 
it was just a facade I was trying to. You're just keep feeling up. important. Yeah, like, you I had a job. I feel important. You're, people think I'm important. You're busy. Yeah, you're working. I had, and that's I, why busy is not always great. People are like I'm no. so busy. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, nah. well, you mean like what yeah. are you busy with? <laughs> so I had, um, I had, I had just given birth to twins. The the boys were six weeks old, and then um, Stella had just turned two. I want you to remember a two year old. People I, people love to say to me. Oh, was Stella so helpful when you had those boys? I'm like, well, she was because she's amazing, but she barely talked. You know what I mean? But man, I handed her a bottle and she learned how to feed a baby real quick. <laughs> um, but I mean, she was still so neat. I mean, she's still in diapers. She's still, yes. she has to, she can't tie her shoe. You know, no. I mean, all these things. Yes. She still needs me to wipe her face after she eats. She's still in a high chair. Yeah. All these things. Yeah. So um, six weeks after I give birth to the boys, my husband gets really ill gets put in the hospital and loses 40 pounds like right away and so for the first time in my life I not uh, and I just he had just he signed the papers in the hospital for a new job he was financial advisor and he was about to move to a new company that was all commission Mm. um and he really felt good about it and we we were about to have two more kids all commission commission. oh my god well okay let's just like Let's just pause for a second because that's a huge, huge little quick Mm -hmm. little insert, Mm -hmm. all commission, which is great when you have a healthy, yeah, healthy body that Uh can carry you around, right, and get that job done because you're only making money on what you sell. Yep. So Mm -hmm. it sounds great when you're like in it, yes. And then he signs the papers for the new job in in the hospital. Like the boys had just from having a salary to now all commission. Yeah. So now we're all commission. Holy. he uh yeah tell the me timing about it. of that tell me about it so he's in the hospital and i know i know i can already see it this isn't gonna get better soon like i why, can just feel it why did he sign the papers he had to he was healthy at the time but he but why was he in the hospital what well, he had to give there? them an ant like no i was i had just given birth to twins you were in the hospital i, I said he yeah. was no, in no, the no. hospital so i was well, like he why was is, with me but i thought he was yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, okay no okay. i had just given okay. birth to twins so perry and zeke are like in the freaking plastic thing that they roll around right yeah, you know yeah, with yeah, the yeah. pink and blue blankets yes and uh brian's like on this couch and he uh he says oh the i have to sign those today or my job offer goes away okay like, okay, I have to okay, sign okay, today. okay 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 so he gets them signed gets them sent off and we still have three more days in the hospital with mm-hmm. the boys and so six weeks later, he gets ill, is put in the hospital. And I'm like, it is a just a matter of time before he even lo- loses that job because he can't work. He can't work. And it's not like he's like been established with the company for a long time. I start looking into short-term disability. You can't file for that until you've been with the company for a year. I mean, all these things. And so I know. So he's not making money. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. There's so, no. So I got to figure it out. So Not only do you have to figure it out, let's, let's. Not forget, we have a two-year-old and brand new twins. Newborn twins. And we have, do we have some postpartum going on here? Because I know I was a wreck when I had a baby. I just was, uh, listen, I was like a dog with a bone. And here's what it really went down to for me. And this is all um, completely fear-based. I had already childed alone, right? Mm, You raised yourself alone. I had your already, childhood was alone. I didn't have a part. My partner in childhood was taken away from me. I was abandoned. And then you didn't have felt. your family to lean on. And family. so anytime my parents did something or whatever, I didn't have that person to go. Why do you think mom's this way? Uh-huh. Why do you think? Don't you hate it when dad does this? I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. 
And now all of a sudden within two years, I have three babies and my husband is now 125 pounds, which by the way, good timing. Thanks. I just gave birth to <laughs> twins, but whatever. Um, and so, uh, and I'm like, I will be damned if I have to parent alone. And take care of your husband. That's four kids you have to. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, this guy is going to die. That's what I thought. Because he's rapidly losing all this weight and no one knows what's wrong with him. And so my, you asked about postpartum. I didn't have time to even think about any of that. It's just like, I'm a dog with a bone who has to figure out how to save him because I will not do this. I alone. will not do this next stage alone. I will. You will I, not die. Brian. You will not die <laughs> because I can't parent alone. I've already childed alone. Oh my God. So, okay. And I've already been abandoned through a major stage in life. I'm not going to be abandoned again. And I'm talking so just like matter of factly with you because you are, you are, you share so openly with traumatic things. I want you to know how much I value what you're sharing and how hard I know this is for you to like to share. And I know you've done all the work, but like, I don't take anything you're saying lightly. Oh, I know you do. And so, but I want to, but I like with brian's illness now and it's like you have these kids it's like i'm i feel like i can just casually talk yeah, to you yeah. about your trauma because yeah, absolutely <laughs> well i wrote all about it so i know yeah, but it, it's just amazing that you can get to this place where you're sharing like this well it's also it's what my soul was created to do so yes i uh was meant to experience all the different kinds of trauma because I have to be able to relate to people so that I can share my experience and create that connection and help encourage them to heal. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So in, in, in this book, you started talking about Brian's, Brian's diagnosis. He, you guys connected over trauma in the beginning because a little bit, you mm, went yeah, on yeah. a date and you were able to share about your sister, Courtney, and mm-hmm. he was able to share with you that he had actually lost his best friend to suicide. Mm-hmm. Which no one had ever really talked to him about. And so he had that bottled up. You had this bottled up. And all of a sudden, you guys both realize you have this thing in common of like depth of trauma and mm-hmm. pain. Yeah. And it's probably like so nice to realize that someone else in the world is experiencing that too. Right. So you said the... Okay, yeah. Well, I'm I, not trying to speak for you. No, yeah, no, tell no. Me what you're I saying. think what it was for me, Brian was attractive to me because he was... Which what's funny is he's not a bad boy at all. Like, I mean, if you knew him, he's like the opposite of it. Like... I am way more rebellious than he is. Um, but at that time, he felt rebellious. He was me. doing things okay? that you thought were off limits. Yes. And and rebellion, all that is, is an is an act of coming home to yourself. Oh. Because you're just, you will not, be, you're like, you know, I don't you know can't if I believe be forced this. into this. I don't know. It's it's sitting in the church pew and going, ah, that doesn't feel right. But we don't know how to get it out. So we act out too much because we're just trying to get it's out. It's the experience to give us clarity. Uh-huh. So you're telling me that if I smoke a cigarette, that I'm a terrible person. Okay, watch me. Watch me smoke a cigarette, and then and you're let doing me it. See, yeah. Let me get clarity. Let me am know. I a terrible person? Yeah. Let me know for myself. Exactly. And if I am, then here I go. Yeah. It's worth the risk to me because I can't live in yeah. these chains. Exactly. So Brian was kind of my rebellion, which is just hysterical. It really is. When you, th- I mean, I'm la- I'm just laughing right now saying it. But at 18. Yeah, at 18, he was my rebellion. And and so for him, and I now know what this is now, and this is part of the next book, 
Um, which I don't go into this at all in Sleeping with a Stranger because I did not learn this until after Sleeping mm. with a Stranger mm. was printed. Mm-hmm. The day that Brian and I shared those stories, I kind of felt like I could save Brian mm. in a little way. Mm. Like subconsciously it was like, oh, I've been dealing with this emotional trauma my whole life. Mm-hmm. So, and I felt for him because... I, he had never been asked about it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what did you do when your best friend killed himself? Um, and he said, my mom came upstairs and she was crying, which I've never really have seen before. And I said, what's wrong? And she wouldn't tell me. She wouldn't tell me. And finally I said, what's wrong? And she said, Eric died. He uh, shot himself. And I said, and then what happened? He said, we never talked about it again. Mm-hmm. We went to his funeral and no, that so was that. Best friend. His best friend. And they never talked about it again. And so for me, I was like, oh, this guy, I'm going to be his place that he can open up to. Yeah. What that did. You never get out of anything, do you? Like as soon as you think you have one breakthrough, there's yeah, yeah, another yeah. breakthrough coming in no. when you think and you're listen, healing. I, I have only learned this never in the last the learning in, in this, this year, in 2022. Okay. What we did He became my companion that that I felt abandoned me. And I became the mother that he didn't have emotionally. You filled a nurturing void as a mother and he filled a nurturing void as your companion, like your sister. Mm -hmm. Y'all both had that. He wanted to hang out with me all the time and be with me. And I asked him, questions and wanted to know his feelings and wanted to know and he didn't make me feel like I was crazy for wanting to be deep and ask these things but he loved being asked questions so you got to ask questions which you were craving and he got to be asked questions which he was craving yes was did it sorry to ask no go ahead did it play out how did it play out romantically did it create it was it a fine did that make like a mother son romance that's that's the second book (laughs) That's like the second book. Sleeping with your mother? Uh-huh. Not a that's the second book. <laughs> oh, uh, big part of the second book. I'll tell you that right now. Um, Brian's so cool. He's on board with all this. And that's another thing. You've worked... The fact that you and your... Because you said, what do you do when you are not at all on the same path or page with mm-hmm. your husband? Mm-hmm. But here you are. Y'all got to that place and you shared all of this. And that's amazing that you guys can work through all this you know like be so honest with the world about your personal things yeah totally it goes back to the beginning we're all so scared to share right right but i mean even what we've been through in the last year and like i said i don't really want to talk that much about it because it is the second book but but it is it is unorthodox from where we come from Mm -hmm. and it's what we were meant to go through to once again experience another uh experience that needs to be talked about. So did you become not the authority in a way of like, you're trying to be the boss cause you're not, but like the one, um, the emotional authority. What happens when, um, someone gets ill, just so the listeners know, my husband got so ill and he, once the physical illness was cured, he then had the mental illness of depression mm. because he was like, what the hell just happened? 
And, and we- I lost my job. And I, my kids are like, I've lost two years of my kid's life. He's and lost like all this weight. All, all this weight. And who am I? Right? Did, but were you and saying so, it was linked to the physical and the depression? It was all linked to experiences in his life that brought this on? Because like doctors wouldn't agree yeah. with that. Doctors would no, say you're crazy and no, they want to cut your colon out. But you're like, no. Doctors told you that. We're going to cut his colon out. What I now know is this is this is emotion. It all manifested. It was emotion. It manifested in his it body. It was childhood. His childhood trauma was emotional neglect. And it manifested that severely. Uh-huh. How did you find that out? Because you said something too about doctors. And not that we don't love Western medicine because right. it serves a purpose. But like you said, what they can't understand, they cut out. Yeah. Something like that. They, they're going to eliminate they're gonna it. Eliminate. If, if they, they can't, can't explain it, they're going to they're eliminate it. So they just cut it out of your body. Right. So we don't have to deal with it. But then a whole world of problems. So you. Then a whole world of problems. You've got to find the root issue. Yes. Okay. So how did you find this root issue? I just believed with all of my heart and soul because everything that they were doing and everything they said would work wasn't working. Mm. That when they came to me and said, we feel like we need to remove his colon and he's 33. I said, with all due respect, I, I, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Like everything. And by the way, there's a team of doctors in front of me. I'm 33. And I listen, I don't have any medical experience. But there was just, again, the knowing. Okay, mm. You knew that. You, you knew it wasn't you, right. You could I, feel it. I could feel it. And so unlike being in the um, pew in church and having an authoritative person say something, and I just sat there and listened and took it and took it and said okay this was actually in going this to case, affect his life I was like, life in every way his body well it was going he was going to have an unlived life and i don't want my children to have to carry the burden of my husband's unlived life their you father's know that unlived feeling. life i already know what that's like so i will do everything to protect that wow so, that is, you are such a martyr for the living of life that is so powerful so I sit there. I don't know if Myers are right. I use words all the time. No, I, I love know. it. I don't know what they mean. Yeah, whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. I don't really either. One of my goals is to read more, and now all I am Same. doing is interviewing authors. So I'm like, Same. shit, I have to read. But because I'm the I worst know. reader. I hate reading. Me too. But then I start reading. I'm like, I love reading. But Once then, I'm like, done with it, I'm so happy. And I'm like, I am so much wiser. I'm like, you know, yes. I, I, I'm like, I know so much now. But but I literally have 20 books of authors that yeah. I'm interviewing. They're all incredible people that I want to know their stories. But right. I'm like, I have to read the book. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Really? I know it's so hard. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, so um, so with Brian, it was emotional mm-hmm. neglect. and But I, I just knew this isn't right. Like it, nothing you have said was going to work has worked so far. Mm. So and then they even just though, go, well, even I, though I have, even, even though I have no idea what to do, I know this isn't it. And yes. that's the thing. Everyone always is like, I want to know what to do. You don't always have to know the next step, but you can know what's not the next step. Yes. Sometimes in order to to know what to do, you have to first start defining what you know you don't want to do. If you're 18... So you knew you don't want to cut out his colon. I know I don't want to cut out like his colon. Like you know that with your whole existence. Mm-hmm. I do not want to cut out his colon. I know that is not colon. the answer today. And if that's the only option, then we're leaving. Right. And right. so you got him to get release papers yeah. that day. Yeah. I asked the doctor for release your papers. Your 130 pound, very sick husband who can't work. At or this very point, 120... Much walk, si- yeah. And you're saying, okay, yeah. you're, then we're going home and we're figuring something else out. So yeah. now you have a lot of responsibility on you because now you're out of the hospital care. But what happens so what when do you, you do start now? to listen to the voice inside of you, the knowing... And you, it guided you. you honor that. Did it tell you it what to do? It starts to open the doors. Yeah. So your knowing told you the next step. So then what's the next step? What happens I was just now? driving him home 
literally, I signed the papers, got him in the car. He is moaning. He is groaning. Everything. He is in so much pain. And there was this voice that just popped inside of me that said, remember the medicine man? That's all it was. Remember the medicine. Remember the medicine man? There was this doctor. Full body chills. When I was in like middle school, junior high, that people would say, they'd call him the witch doctor. And he lived in a town a couple hours away. And of course, where I come from, my mom and never is like, can you believe people go to that guy? Like they're going straight to hell. Yeah, they're going straight to hell. The witch doctor. Oh my God. He's like, he thinks he heals people. But really, he's just connecting with Satan. Exactly. Yes. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. So I get the, I, we're driving, it's dark, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. But I had just stood up to the team of doctors and said, I don't know what we're going to do, but I know that's not it. Can I have release papers? So because I honored that knowing on the way home, remember the medicine man? And so that night, I Googled him and he, and I start researching and it's like, there's no appointments made. Like you just have to get there early, you know, all this stuff. And we go and um, we sit down and, and he we don't tell him who's sick, but it doesn't take an expert to see who's sick. Um, but he says to Brian, he get he gets a white index card. And he looks at Brian. He asks him three really random questions. What? I can't remember everything, but it's something like, have you ever had like a pimple on the inside of your nostril for more than six months? Like three, like really random. I don't know. Um, it's in, it's in that book somewhere, but, um, and he says, and Brian just, an- he said, answer these with yes or no's. He asked him three questions and then he just is writing on a white index card, writing, writing, writing. I still have the index card. Um, and then he puts his hand over it for a minute, closes his eyes and he looks at Brian and he says, uh, your wife saved you if they had removed your colon. Had you told him about the colon? Yet? No. You hadn't told him about no. the colon? Uh-uh. No. They said, um, if you, I don't think. Again, you'd have yeah. to, we'd yeah. have to go back to yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, your wife saved you. If they had removed your colon, it wasn't going to work. You were still going to be in a lot of pain. And then they were going to tell you that you had cancer and you, they would have sent you, they would have put you on chemo and you would have died. Um, you are meant to live a long life and be a great father to your three kids. We didn't tell them we had kids. Certainly didn't tell them we had three. So at this point, and you have to understand my whole life, I've had some visions, right? Yes. And I've never... Like you've seen your sister. Yeah. I've never said out loud the visions. It's vis- visions of the future, like what's coming. Okay. But you, I don't... Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. don't say that out loud because I'm like, people around here don't believe they, in that. They're going to think you're... You're going you to go hang out with the medicine man and y'all crazy. So he just kind of started that confirmation for me that you're not crazy and he starts telling us how much he loves jesus and how much he loves god and how much he believes it like that this is god's gift yes of him he's like i don't ask for money i don't anything like god gave me this gift he goes i can't do anything else if i want to this is it this is it this is my gift yes and so i'm like okay and that is what kind of confirmed to me Man, so much of what I've been taught isn't true. So it's the unlearning now. And now I got to do all this unlearning. And like, and, and, and God has been put in this teeny tiny box for me. Uh, and life and has he, been put in a teeny tiny box he for He is actually everywhere. Oh, yes. And he comes to people in different ways and everyone's gift is different and everyone's, and just in the last, you know, six months have I been really tapping into my spiritual gift. Okay, and let's talk about it because you said you know now what yeah. your gift is. Well, it is, um, it is, uh, it is the the healing through the trauma. I have been through a lot of trauma, more trauma than most. I'm not saying that my trauma is worse than anyone, but you know at trauma. All, but I know trauma. You That's, know, my whole life has been trauma, uh-huh. and so um, one after the other after the other to the point where I have broken down, screamed at God, and said. 
what the fuck like what lesson do you need me to learn that's what i was trying to ask you and i said i respect your trauma do you think things kept repeating because this was how you were supposed nope. to learn i okay. think okay. i have to i had to learn and i'm in the process of of, a, of another one right now but i think we're getting i think we're getting to the you You're know like, dear god like, please like let me learn it <laughs> first half of my life because i've also said I believe there is a really big impact. I've, I have felt this way since my sister's death. Didn't have the language for it, but there was a feeling that was, even though this sucks, this had to happen because I am. So, I saw a vision of me. You did. How old were you when you saw us? Four. Okay. Of me, I've never talked about this before. You haven't? Mm-mm. Not out loud. Not on a podcast. Oh, my God. Um, I've talked about it with my husband, but <sighs> I had a vision when I was four, and, I, and it, I still have it, of me standing on a stage in front of a whole lot of people. Now, as a kid, I didn't really know what that meant. I was like, I mean, I don't sing. I don't dance. I don't act. Like, what is that? But I knew that there were going to be people listening to me. Mm-hmm. There was an impact somehow that people were going to watch me and listen to whatever it was. Were I you was an doing. adult? It was a vision of you as an adult. Mm-hmm. So did you yes. know you're going to look like you look right now? No, 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 no. Oh, I just it's just like a form. It was just a form. Okay, like, it's okay, like, okay. Oh, that's me as yeah. a grown up. Uh-huh. Um, and I knew that the way for that to happen, the only way the impact is going to be made, whatever it is that those people in the seats are listening to me about. The only way the impact can ever happen is with me here physically and my sister here spiritually. You knew that at three and you got that vision. What? How did that vision play out? How do no, you know? No, I, I, I a had feeling. a feeling like like my sister's death isn't for nothing. It's going, yes. That's yes, what yes, I knew. Yes. So I, di- I didn't have the language of like me here physically and her here spiritually. Yeah, but until, you felt it all. Until my 30, you know, late 30s, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, until well after even Brian healed and stuff like that. But, um, but... Yeah, I've had visions like that, and I've had other visions. Like, I had a vision of that book. Like, I remember sitting in bed, and Brian was so sick, and just so y'all know, he had, well, we talked about a little bit, he had colon issues, so he just was going to the bathroom all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, like, could not stop going stop going to the bathroom. And so, um, he would just, it got to the point where he was so thin and so weak, putting clothes on and off. Was it was too much energy? Yeah. So he just would be naked in our bed and just, just take the four steps to the bathroom and get on the toilet and then come back and back and forth. Um. And so I was laying in bed that night and I was writing in my journal, and I remember looking over at him when he got back in bed, and he was thirty three, but he looked eighty years old to me. Uh-huh. He would I could see his ribs, uh-huh. his 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 skin was sunken. Mm. Um. He was so pale. He looked wrinkly. Mm-hmm. Um, lifeless. Lifeless. And I On the s- way out. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I wrote, I remember looking over at him and then going back to my journal and writing, I feel like I'm sleeping with a stranger. Mm. And I remember the words sleeping with a stranger coming off the page as if they had been highlighted yellow and coming straight to my eyes. And I knew right then and there, you're going to write about this one day and that'll be the title. And that was in 2016 and this didn't get published until 2020. And here's the other thing I know about the visions, how I know that they're true is I don't freak out. You it's just actually, know. it's a knowing. It's just a knowing. It's like, <gasps> that's how you know. Yes. Cause I'm not like, 
oh my gosh, I can't, I can't share this story. This is too personal. This is too, oh my goodness. You just know or, it will work or, itself out. I don't, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to write a book. How am I going to write a book? How do you do that? It's none of that. It Once just, you got that vision, you knew it would come, how it was supposed to come? I didn't know how it would come, but I knew there would be a book written about this experience. When did you know the time was right to write it? Um, when it, when the voice gets louder and louder and you can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. You can't stop thinking about it. Um, it just, I had known ever since that uh, title came out that I was supposed to, but I was like, well, it had, we, the ending hasn't happened yet. I feel like I'll know when the ending is. Mm-hmm. And I did feel that way when the- It was complete. Yeah, I felt like it was complete. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to need to write this. And then it was just like, you think about it three times a day. And then you start thinking about it six times a day. So you had the full picture in your head. You're like, you know how the story's going to play out. Mm-hmm. You know the book that needs to be written. And now you just, your, your voice is screaming, you mm-hmm. need to write this now. This, it has, this picture has completed. And then I was working. So the picture was completed in like September. And in November, I get a call from somebody who I had worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. Called me out of the blue. And she said, hey, I, th- I have a friend who's going to... Um, this was November 2019. And she said, or October 2019. Yes, so this was, the story had ended. I knew the story was done in September of 2019. October 2019, I get a call from someone out of the blue that right, I used to done. work with who lived in California. I'm mm-hmm. in Arkansas. And I get a phone call and she says, I have a friend who is going to be uh, in charge of a TED Talk. I think you'd be really great for it. Um, and she said, but here's the thing. Uh, it would, what would be wonderful is if you had some low dollar product, not like a $2,000 course, but like a book or something that you could sell. And I said, funny you say that. I have one. Because I have one that I want to write. It doesn't have really anything to do about business. This is a personal thing. And she said, oh, well, I have a friend who she used to work for a publishing company, but then learned that she could make more money, you know, doing contract labor, like taking on her own projects. And her editor, she used to work at Penguin. Her editor works at, uh, or used to work at Random House. Her copy editor used to work at, you know, whatever. Like all- It always fell in line. They all are like really experienced, have worked with book publishing companies, but now work independently. And she said, let me give you her email address. When you- listen to the knowing and you honor mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it it you cannot miss what is meant for you honor it when you honor listen it and honor it the door will be open and that's the thing people don't want to let go of the door behind them because they are so scared that that the that that what they need in the door in front of them won't come and it won't be there it will be there it may not be there the next day. And you will have to change your relationship with people from the past door. Yes. But that is a part of yes. the evolution of yes. life. And it doesn't mean you don't still love yes. all these influences yes. that have given you this yes. past yes. way to live that's yes. not serving you anymore. You yes. love them and you see them mm-hmm. for what their intentions were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you no longer have to yeah. carry that totally. because now you're walking fully totally into where you know you're meant to be, which yeah. is the unknown of your yeah. own life. And it's different because like when I stood up to those doctors and said, I don't know what we're going to do, but I need release papers because we're not going to do this. I got the next step within an hour, right? Yeah. When I finally said, okay, that's the end of the story and I will write this. 
I will write this. I will do I'm, this. I will do this. I'm scared to death. I don't know how to do it. But my knowingness but is I real. I will respond. I will do this. Yes. Three, four weeks later, I get a call out of the blue. And it's so hard to write a book and get a deal and all that stuff, but not when your knowingness is in line and it all. And it's handed to you. And it did it all just fall into place. Yep. Okay. How did Brian heal? What was what was the the key things? I mean, I know there's a lot, but like what what finally was it? So we ended up seeing a doctor in New Zealand. Um, I love uh, you so much that you went to New Zealand. I mean, we didn't go to New Zealand. We did it over Zoom. But I was, I was. It's interesting, Western medicine. Like God, here's the other thing. So God. What I am learning is really everything. I'm not saying there's not a place for Western medicine. Right, absolutely. I know, I know there are some things that we need the medicine for, okay? Like, for example, giving birth. Sure, we can do it naturally. Why Why do we have to if we've got a few drugs, yeah, right? I right, mean, right. no one's giving me a check at the end of it yeah. because <laughs> I did it without the drugs. But also, cheers to those who do it without the drugs, right? right? I'm not saying the drugs right. are bad. However, I do believe that there are many, 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 many things that God created of the world to heal us. I always heard for every element, there is a natural cure. Yes, there is. But we just don't, but now it's all about Western medicine, money, being in the machine, fixing it. And if you can't figure it out, eliminate it. Well, but really, listen, you can I don't want to, I don't want to get all political. I know, but I, I just know. will tell you. But I'm with you. I want to, I want to pick your brain. We are 100%, um, there's stuff to heal us naturally. There's stuff to heal us naturally all the time. But but what, what really is the government going to let the pharmaceuticals um, uh, no, go down? No, no. no. And so they are going to keep those stories out of the media. So you found natural healing. And was part of that getting Brian into the depths of his like feelings and like understanding why he was manifesting this physically? Yes, afterwards. But at first it was just um, seeing a holistic doctor and them actually doing full tests Mm. and um seeing like all of his levels of everything you know and being able to see what he was depleted on and everything was able to get back to normal with just supplements how long did it take to get him back to normal physically Mm -hmm. six months and then he was back in action but then we then then we're dealing with the depression. Then here comes the mind. Then here comes the mind catching up. Okay, and then that was a, the hardest part. That was harder than the physical for me. What did he do to work on that therapy? He's just he's just now yeah started his process. That's the thing. It's just like there is no this quick is fix. The there book. is no quick fix to anything like this. Like and like you said, he child- sat in the hallway. For, he's he has sat in the hallway for a good four years. Four years. Yeah. And he's finally ready to finally go to the next getting door. out. Finally getting out. And everyone out. moves at their own pace. Every, I, mean, I know. I seem to attract people who move at the speed of molasses, <laughs> and which is real hard for me. That's why I see you and I'm I, like, I need to be with you because I, I want to move fast. I am a doer, a push througher. Let's get this done. Do you kind of flow? I feel like you kind of like do reels and you like flow inspiration out like that. Like oh. that rhymed. Like a doer, push floor, and like you're getting your movement going. Like, because you're kind of doing these like movement. Okay, anyway. I really would love, like secretly, I would love to be a rapper, you know? Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just 
disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I want to, I, we can't wrap up. We're going to have, just everyone listening, we're going to have to do another podcast. So, but I want to just, and I want to talk to you about this and schedule lunch with you because yeah, I have things it. that I need let's to learn let's from make you it more. Happen. I was telling Jessica when she came over, every Instagram post you have, I'm like, oh, it's so powerful. Everything you post, every podcast thing, every podcast you put out, it's so powerful. Every YouTube, you YouTube your life and like how you sold everything, get in the... Winnebago or whatever that thing is that's behind your and you're traveling the Airstream and I'm like everything you're doing I am receiving such a deep message from your actions and you're because you're those three things your mind your voice and your actions are so in alignment and like that is my goal in life is to have that alignment so seeing someone like you living it I just like and you have done all this work and you've studied it and you offer this course that's what I talk about too you offer this course started off because 
And let's just go through this as fast as we can. You took over this floral company and it was like great on paper, but it was a shit show behind mm-hmm. the scenes, like mm-hmm. with managing the money. Oh, yeah. And then you had to like relearn everything. Mm-hmm. Start your, while Brian's sick. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of all the family. Mm-hmm. You've never been the financial right. breadwinner. And now right. you have to do it all. You don't, your business isn't running properly. So mm-hmm. you kind of shut your business down, take out a $100,000 loan. Don't have any reason for the bank to give it to you other right. than you Tell them you're going to do it with your sheer grit and determination and they believe you mm-hmm. and they give you this loan mm-hmm. and you send $40,000 studying, learning, getting all this knowledge and so much that you make a course mm-hmm. because you were able to go from making like ten dollars to $15,000 a year within like one to two years, six figures and mm-hmm. more. Yeah. And the thing I love about you is you share everything. You're like, yes. I am not holding anything. Yeah back like here is my information I am sharing and you have seen people take this course and do it yes so what is it in that course because I got to take this course I need this course well this is this is a this particular course I wrapped that up as fast as I could I, you did good okay, by the way okay. that was like I, I'm, impre- I'm, I'm like, like we've been on here oh an gosh. hour and a half we got it I got to, we, so good but it was um it so I was in the wedding industry and the wedding industry never made sense to me mm-hmm. like I um I am someone who like once I master something on to the next yes, you know like, I love what, that about what you. do I need to do I need to keep doing this you're you over know? it you need to over grow it. more let learn me, more let me learn something else and so I was just like what am I doing in the wedding industry like because everyone in the wedding industry lives and breathes it mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like if they do not get the opportunity to touch a flower again they're gonna die like just end it for them now yeah, like that's yeah. how they feel yes, and yes. I'm like I don't even know the fucking names of the flowers right. you know what I'm saying I don't care right. I just I don't can we cuss on here yeah okay yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like I don't know and I don't care I'm like that purple one I don't know and um, yes. but I I was like why am I in this wedding industry why am I in this wedding industry it doesn't feel right to me I, I learned how to how to um, uh, execute a craft mm-hmm. I was I was good at it because when you practice, you you're good. good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't natural. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I learned how to, I didn't know course like online courses existed. Mm-hmm. This was January 2017. Um, I'm sure they did, but I didn't take them. Mm-hmm. And um, I just was like, <gasps> January and February were always really slow months. And I thought, what if we? What if we just wrote how we did this? Mm. What if we just wrote it? And I think I had 300 Instagram followers at the time. I didn't have a newsletter list or anything. I didn't know any about it. Yeah. People weren't talking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There weren't really a ton of Facebook ads. Right. Like all this stuff. It was all new. Yeah. The influencer all world new. was all new. Yes, And yes. I was like, what if, what if I did? And I literally just wrote it. Like, here's how we do this. And here's how we did this. And I wrote it. For, and this wasn't. There was there was no strategy or intention behind it. I genuinely was just sharing what I did because you yeah. I wasn't telling people here's what you need to do. This is what I, I did. was saying. Here's what I did. So here's a meeting that I had with somebody, and here's what I did really wrong, and here was their response. And so that I was like, okay, well, what if I do it this way? And then I tried it at the next meeting, and this is what I did, and this worked. And so I took that and I learned this, and now this is why our contact form is the way it is, or mm. whatever. I really explained why how i got to a decision why did it the root you got to the root i got to the root of every aspect uh, from payroll to to setup and delivery oh. fee to everything i i told them everything and why you and need why. to do it this way it makes sense and what i learned and again not intentional but i just started i kind of promoted it on my instagram and 
I was going to sell it for a thousand bucks and I sold 40. So you just made $40,000. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I really thought that was going to be like a one and done thing. Yeah. What I didn't expect to happen or know would happen is these, these 40 people would pass it on. Started emailing me and saying, I finished your course in two days because I couldn't stop reading it. I okay. couldn't put it down. It didn't feel like a course. What it felt like to me is somebody, uh, there were chapters where I felt like I was at coffee with my best friend. And then there were chapters where I felt like I was in the dark corner of a bar with my best friend. And we're they were telling me, they were telling me things I probably didn't need to know. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I, cause I you would, I would, I would say like, cause you can't not tell the full truth. I can't not tell the full truth. Yes. And so so, I, would, so truth. I would tell like, here's an employee I had that screwed me over. Mm. Here's how they screwed me over. And this is how I learned to add this clause in my contract. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yes. I would tell yes. everything. God, that's a lot of energy to tell everything. I don't know. It felt it good. It just flew out. It just flew out. It was divine. It and, came out. And so it's not like I'm just like, here's my employee contract. And once again, divinely inspired. This was something yeah. you weren't necessarily trying no. to do. It came no. to you. It came. So it's got it out. My assistant, uh, admin assistant, who is, we've worked together for forever, I said, I don't know, just can you make it pretty? Can you put some like flower pictures of ours in there? Put it in a PDF? Can we lock it somehow? You know, like we didn't know. So she figured that out. And then so these people start and then they start telling me I've never uh, made more than I've never signed like a flower client for more than $3,000. And I just I just signed somebody for $20,000 after I did um, your okay, sales here. technique. And tell me the name of the course because you have the business behind the blooms. Business behind the blooms, business and then you the have the and then I have three other courses yeah. that just honestly those same students. What are they called? Said to me your courses. Uh, there's the game plan. Yes. So that is all about living life by design and not default. Oh, I love you that. do not have to be a business owner to take that program. Okay, that is the a game life plan. program. I'm taking all these. Uh, there's the power of pinning, which is marketing, and then there's a winning website. And you got all this from when you took that loan out and did that $40,000 of research, this is where you like gathered this. And then from your own experience, experience with mm -hmm. the, yeah. But what these students told me is they said, the reason why your course works is not only is it because you tell everything, but I don't feel like dumb. I feel like it's like an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Because it it reads like a memoir. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. reads just like Sleeping with a Stranger, mm -hmm. except it's my business model. Very personal. Very, and so they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, I have done a meeting like that. And so then yes. they're like, they can imply, oh, ap apply they, it. So then it just, so it's, they don't feel like they're like a student being yeah, told. Got it. Do. Yes. Yes. And so that's why it resonates so well with them. Now, you ready for some spiritual shit? <sighs> I'm so ready. I, 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 I'm literally, I'm like, oh my God. Okay, let's. Real quick. Okay, we got, because I, I know still we're wrapping to talk to you about Oprah, your question that you asked about what would you do if you had Oprah money? I uh, love that. That's uh -huh. an incredible way to end your podcast. Uh -huh. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the darkness with the TED Talk. Like, Okay, okay, yes. But can we do all this in five minutes? Yes, we can. Okay, okay but finally. Okay. So, um, so we, uh, I, I meet with my spiritual advisor for the first time. That's a whole other thing. This is a whole second book. Oh, we gotta, but, I know, yeah, you're amazing. But um, a few months ago, and we, she says, uh, you were in a tragedy, when you were really, really young, I said yes, and she said, um, "Your sister is your healing angel, and she chooses the different things that you have to learn to heal from, um, because you're meant to to connect with people and and encourage people to heal." And she said, "And 
this journey um, professionally started with, she goes, I see her in a field picking flowers. My sister chose the floral business. Wow. And that... Because you never knew why was, you were in it. Was pain of the floral business, not knowing what to do, but but sharing about it vulnerably, sharing everything, uh-huh. and then hearing from people go, thank you, this helped me, I'm now making money, I now have more time with my family, that felt like the work I was supposed to be doing. And so then you realize this, it all makes sense. Your sister had to be in heaven to guide you so yep. y'all can do the work yep. here on earth together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just had to go to heaven. I know. I know, I know. It's so powerful. It's, Life is so fucked. But then when you yes, get into it, yes. you're like, it isn't, but it just takes so much yes. work and like going yes. through all that shit to get to that moment. Yeah. You had to work through so much and you've been doing it your whole life. Yeah. That's why people don't want to do it because it's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. But it's still awesome. in it. Really hoping I'm, I'm really hoping I'm in the last part. I'm like, I know. I'm like, Courtney, <laughs> can this be the last trauma, please? Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I talk to God all the time. I'm like, God, you know I want to do what you want me to do. I'm fully available, and I know that this is the only way to live. But, like, I am too sensitive for this right. stuff. Like, I don't right. want to do it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. But, like, I have to because it's the only thing I know how to do is to connect like this. Yeah. But it's exhausting. You're very good at it, by the way. You're well, very good. I'm so, uh, 
Uh, my, you are a light. Like, I see that. I love sharing other people's stories because, like, I think that's where my gift, and I'm trying to learn my gift because I've honestly almost felt, like, guilty that I haven't had You're a, a lot connector. of trauma. You're a connector. But I feel trauma. I feel, and I feel the healing. And yes. I feel people who have gone through the trauma who are in the healing or who are in the cycle. And I want that story shared. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can share stories. Yeah, please share it. And that's what I love to do is to talk to people like you yeah. because it's so incredible. No one just snaps their fingers and like people said, oh, I thought you had this great life. Let me apologize to you after reading your book. It's right. like, oh my God, I've been on a life journey to get here. Right. Okay, so tell me about the TED Talk about darkness. And it's like you sitting yeah. with the dark, every morning you wake up and you sit in the darkness. Yes. And you wait for the darkness to tell you what you need to go dive into to feel. I'm like, you are so amazing. <laughs> like You're like, you get up at four in the morning and she sits in the darkness and waits for the pain to show up and tell her what you need to follow it through with. Yeah. The darkness. Who are you? Dolly Long? I don't know. Gandhi? The the darkness. So I am not naturally a morning person. I had to train myself. What I've learned is the good stuff comes with practice and commitment. People always ask me, what's your motivation? What's your motivation? It's like, motivation only gets you so far. It's Mm -hmm. commitment. Mm -hmm. You just have to be committed. Mm -hmm. Just like you're committed every day to brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. And so I, it took me probably, I don't know, nine months to get to where I was waking up at four. But it really came from a place of, I know I need to feed into myself before my family wakes up. Yep. I, it is, I actually have a responsibility to provide a really soft place for my family to land land and mm-hmm. to wake up every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if I don't get up and center myself, then they're waking up to chaos and I'm waking up to chaos and that's I not good. That. But need, if yeah, but if that. I can ground myself and I can I can center myself, then I know my family wakes up at 6. At 5:50, I can have a candle going, I can have some fun music playing, I can have Bre- the smell of breakfast vi- going. You're ready. And they can they can wake up with a sense of calm. What do you do when you're in those moments? Like, what do you do to, to embrace the darkness? Because you're all about embracing the darkness. Yeah. Well, it's just, I think when you wake up with darkness itself, it darkness gets a little less scary. So if you dedicate yourself, for me, it's two hours. Two hours to feel what you need to feel. I mean, the very first thing I do. Do you cry a lot in those moments? I, not a lot, but I, I just feel what I need to feel. So I will write at least three pages in my journal. Mm-hmm. First thing. Mm-hmm. Just like what's on your mind, what's, what's in your heart. Yeah, and sometimes it's, I don't have anything to fucking write about. You know what I mean? But not normally. Normally I have something. <laughs> but it's like people, when they get started, they think, I don't know what to write. But what that does is that is helping to, like, it takes away a sensor that we have in our brain. It's all scientific and mm-hmm. neurological and all that stuff. But um but it starts to become a map mm. is what it is. Mm. So on my Instagram, if you go to the videos, there I have a whole How to Heal series. Follow where Jessica I, Zimmerman. Where I, where <laughs> brace yourself. Once you dive in the hole, you can never get out because you are so incredible. I love you. Jessica Zimmerman underscore. Underscore. Um, and so, yeah, but there's a there's a healing series. And you it, and there if you'll go to the one about journaling, then this will all make sense. But I do that. And that kind of helps me know like, okay, that's what is on in this brain that I need to kind of work with. And then I sit... And I just am still and I breathe deeply. And here's the thing. It's not that I always have like this voice that says, 
here's what to do next. But it's like, maybe if I had not have done that, maybe I would have been real. Maybe if I hadn't have done that, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I have this big podcast interview today. And oh my gosh, she has all these followers and I'm going to be nervous and da, da, da. Like, maybe I would have been that way. Mm -hmm. But maybe because I woke up with darkness and journaled and then I sat and I breathed deeply into my body that never even became it because your knowing kept you on course that you yes. are in alignment you yes. are doing what you are meant to be I doing I tapped into myself you start with your knowingness mm -hmm. from the beginning and let mm -hmm. that guide your entire mm -hmm. day the darkness to be honest because I turn a lamp on just to write mm -hmm. and then as soon as I'm done with my pages I turn the lamp off and literally the only thing is whatever light is coming through the window I will open up the windows and there's you know maybe a street light or something um and I can barely see my incense uh smoke coming when I'm sitting in darkness I'm not distracted yes. I don't see that there's a sink of dirty dishes uh, uh, or uh, whatever uh, you know uh, what I mean uh, you know, so I'm yes, not distracted yes. so even if my eyes are open I'm still in darkness okay and it and I can stay centered that oh, way oh wow and then by by being able to actually see the sky turn light it does something to me inside internally that allows such appreciation and gratitude for another day. Because mm. I'm getting to see the day come Again. to life. Okay, you've inspired me so much. I've been getting up at like six, but I'm going to take it to five. Yeah. And do I go to bed at 8.30? Yeah, I do. Ugh. So I'm kind of lame sometimes, no, that's but it's lame. okay. That's, that to me is the most exciting you could be in your life. Yeah. Okay, we have to wrap up. Yep. Leave your light is what I always say. You are walking light, but I'm going to change this question to you because you have a podcast called the, Z wait, the Zimmerman Zimmerman podcast. It's amazing. Every, everyone check out Jessica Zimmerman. It, what, shoot your websites out there really fast. JessicaZimmerman.com. Oh, great. Make That's it easy. It. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you always say, what would you do if you have Oprah money? Because that taps into what you value. That taps into what matters to you. That taps into how you want to spend your time, your life. That gives you a true insight. I love this question so much. I'm like, that gives you a true insight into what this person values. Mm hmm Okay, so you said, how do you, what would you do if you had Oprah money? It's so much more than just like, oh, a Lamborghini. Someone says that, then you're understanding what they're right, focused on. Right, And this is going to sound, it, it, and what's interesting is oftentimes it sounds selfish, right? Yeah. But it, but it isn't if you really look no, because deep into it. when you have all this money, you can do so many things yes. for so yes. many people if you yes. want. So time is the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. I want to wake up. I want to be there for my kids. I want to take my kids to school. Mm -hmm. I want to pick up my kids from school. So my work day is like six hours. Mm. That is you. it. I feel you. My work day is when Sunday's at school. Yeah. And oftentimes it gets cut shorter because of some school event right. or whatever. Right. And so like this right here will be the only thing I get to do for yeah, work. Totally. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so um, I would have somebody like that did my hair and makeup and got me dressed so that I could spend that. It's such a waste of time to me. But we have to do it, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. we have to do it. I've but just embraced yoga. I've decided I'm just going to show up everyone yoga clothes. I love it. I, I love just it. sort of like owned it. I love now. it. I did that for so many years. But and, it feels good and to And now it's up. like, I need to. Well, you can you know, actually show your style through clothes. And like you have developed a style that shows your. This is brand new. I mean, this is, this is, this is all. I just want you to know I'm noticing your style though is you. showing your soul. Aww. It's a soul style. Well, I wore black for four years as mm. a, as a protection mode mm, 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 and mm, so just mm. when i in but august showing, i started interesting mm -hmm. now you're ready to show your mm -hmm. your soul through clothes and it's not because yeah. you're trying to draw attention to right. your body right it's, it's just, you are expressing yourself i literally had yes, to go yes, buy yes. something because we lived on an airstream and i'd sold everything yeah. and i went straight for black uh -huh. and i was like wait a minute wait a minute okay no for four years i've always bought black now is it because i just really love black 
or my what protector if I, was on. What if I took a couple other colors to the dressing room? Mm. Let me rediscover mm. how I actually do want to dress. Let that. me not just do this because that's how I've been doing that's it. That's what I just did with my hair. I've had long blonde hair yeah. my entire life and I just cut it, it and dyed so it brown because I was like, I love why, it. why can't I? Love I, it. I why love can't it so I try something yeah. else? But the hair and makeup and, <laughs> and having someone like do that, then you get an hour to like journal or yeah. write or get your emails checked or whatever. Like I could be efficient mm-hmm. because when I'm actually getting ready, like using a hair straightener or a curler, I'm like, this is such a waste of time, but I have yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that would be it. I love chair that. squeaking. I love um, no, yeah, but it's just like yeah, I definitely, and that just shows that time matters to you more matters than anything. to me more than that anything. shows your core value. Yeah, time. I love that question. Yeah, what I, about you? I thought about it last night, all last night, because I was like, God, that's such a great question. I like could not go to sleep thinking about it. Okay, and then I actually have to leave because I have to be somewhere at one. I'm going to be late again. This is the story of my life. I'm just always like a little bit hot yeah. mess, but yeah. I need to get you in my life so I can calm it down Let's and do get it. systems. Let's do it. Let's play my lunch. Let's okay, get on the phone. Are you going to tell us your Oprah thing? Yes. So my Oprah thing would be. I have true desires. I liked I like to live in spaces that feel that make me feel peaceful. And that yes. like I like the aesthetic to feel peaceful. It's not about the size of the house or whatever, but I just want to feel peaceful. Yes. I want to feel nature and I want to be in settings and environments that inspire me. Yes. And I want to be with the people that I want to share life with. Mm-hmm. So mine would be I would want to take first I would meet my needs and I would want to take well my desires, which I would want to take money off the table. I would want to get a jet. Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. get a jet yeah. so I can go everywhere I want to go, which right. is like Colorado, Bahamas, yeah. Texas, uh, South Carolina, or any other wild adventure. adventure Experience that, life. Any other, not because I want a jet because I want right, to be like no. taking a picture in front of it, exactly. but I want to have access to go yeah. to Paris to have to see all the beauty that has been created. Because I get an idea to do it one day and the yep. next day I have an opportunity. It's yep. like, let's do that. Yeah, let's do I want to cut out all the, the things that money holds people it. back with. Yes. Take that money off the money table. Money is freedom. Money is freedom. Mm-hmm. So I want to have like houses in the certain places that I love. Yeah. And I want to have experiences with all the people that I love and be able for us all to gather in these places and have soulful experiences. That yes. is what my soul would want to do first with the Oprah money. Yeah. And then I would want to dive into creating some sort of like institution yes. that was like yoga, spiritual, so maybe like an Albuquerque or yeah, yeah, a Phoenix yeah. or yeah. another country, Costa Rica, uh-huh. and like create a center where... I have all this money to pour into so it can actually be soul-led yes. Yes. instead of... Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, because I don't... Because once I get all the money, then I want to really focus on just getting to do the mission. I, same thing. Yeah. I, I, the money for me... It's just to get you to have freedom with the mission. Well, and, and it's... The, when you aren't worried about money... Yeah. Then you can just be of service. Exactly. Especially when you get to this place in your life where you know that that's the only point. That's the only that's point. That's the only point. So it's like, please bring me the windfall yeah. so I can just be of service. Yes. Yes. I don't really care about the money. No, I want the money so I can, I want to enjoy my life. I do yes. want to have the yes. luxuries of life to enjoy it. But I don't, but, but it's but not it's like to you, show it off. Exactly. And it's not that, it's not that I want, you know, every, like every designer bag no, or I any, care. I don't care anything no. about that stuff at all. No. Yes. What, but I would love to be able to be like, okay, we're fine for the rest of our lives. So now let's, how now are we going to make our missions? Now let's just be of service. I love them. I yep. love you, Jessica. I love you too. This was amazing. Thank you for having me I knew me this on. was going to be just an incredible podcast. I could talk to you for a thousand more hours. Me too. And let's we're going to. Let's do that in life. Another okay. day. Okay, Jessica Zimmern. Love you. Love okay, you. Okay, bye. Thank you. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, 
Then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic: Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.